Their end is destruction, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we also await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It seems that St. Paul is always trying to combat somebody who does not like what he says our faith is all about. The fact that his writings are the ones that have been placed in the Bible tells us that he is on target in his analysis of what it means to live a Christian life. There's a saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That works for the good as well as the bad. We are facing problems in our church in these days with people who think they know the best way to do things. The problem is their methods are so often against traditional and, I would dare say, legitimate approaches to the faith. I do not know if you have heard of the synod that is going on in Germany, but they are talking about doing things that will put the church of Germany outside the bounds of the Catholic Church. I do not know if it is actually going to end up happening, but I think it might. The problem is that the ideas that are being presented as good have already been decided against by the teaching authority of the church, thanks especially to Pope St. John Paul II. Yet there are people who want to say they need a better representation of modern society in our church. What they mean by that is to do away with much of the morality that the church has taught since its beginning. I am sorry to say that this is not only in Germany. I know there are people in authoritative positions in the church here in the United States who want to push for some of these same agenda items. But Paul's teaching today to the Philippians is very clear. I have heard some people say that the church needs to become more democratic. My response to that is fine, but all those who have gone before us in faith still have a vote. <laughs> in other words, tradition and the teaching of the traditions of the church must be paid attention to, and deciding to change the traditions of the church to accommodate the world today and the morality that is being presented as acceptable is to deny the history of the church. This would be a complete abomination. I'm not going to go into more specifics because the topics are not fit for all ages, but it is sufficient to say that there are a lot of people who seem to focus on the acceptability of sin, even here in the church in the United States. The first part of the reading today from Philippians tells us that Paul believes that the position he has taken on the issues of his day are the correct ones for someone who wants to follow Jesus. He urges the Philippians to follow his example and the example of those he has left in leadership in Philippi. I would not dare to be so bold as to put my example on par with St. Paul, but I do trust that, to the best of my knowledge, I have given you the best example I can. I know for some that may not have been the best example that they would have hoped for. I make mistakes, but I do struggle personally to hold to the teachings of the Church with a faithfulness that can be seen as an example. To the best of my knowledge, I can say the same about all the priests assigned to our parishes. The standard that St. Paul puts before us in our reading today is very high, but there ought not to be any priest, any church worker, any church member who does not struggle to live according to the call to holiness that God has given us. We are, as St. Paul says elsewhere, ambassadors for Christ. We need to live to the standards that God has put before us. 
that God has revealed to us through the teaching authority of the church. Only then will we be able to inspire others to follow us, to follow Jesus. There are too many people who think they can create their own way of following Christ. That is Protestantism, not Catholicism. During Lent, we are called to examine our own spiritual lives in a new way. That needs to be in line with the teachings of the church. We cannot just make up our own rules to fit our desires. That is not what following Christ means. In the gospel today, Jesus revealed his glory to three of his apostles. My wish would be that he would reveal his glory to the whole world in our day. There would be many who would run from that, afraid of who Jesus is in the glory and power that he contains. But I also believe there would be many who would transform their lives simply by that vision of who Jesus is. Jesus revealed his glory to those three apostles so that they would not despair when it came time to face the cross, his cross. Today we see many who unfortunately want to compromise the message of the cross. This message has stood for nearly two millennia. I would quote a line from Joshua, the successor of Moses. He said to the Israelites, Choose now whom you will serve, the gods that surround you, or the God who brought you from Egypt. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I repeat that final line with the conviction that, by the grace of God, I will hold to with my dying breath. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.